Catch up with the entire season of Pandora anytime on the CW app or download it on iTunes. You can also watch Pandora in Canada on the Space Channel. Hey, welcome to Unboxing Pandora. This is Mark A. Altman, uh, creator and executive producer of Pandora, and I am here with some wonderful guests to talk about this really great episode, number 111, I'll Be Your Baby Tonight. We have executive producer and one of the writers of this episode, Steve Krizier, is here. Hello, thanks for having me. And uh, we're thrilled to have the director of this episode. Um, you know her as the cheese plus A. That is <laughs> Bria Grant. <laughs> and right. uh, Bria, it was, uh, this is her first episode of the show. Hopefully it won't be her last because she did an awesome job. And uh, we also have our director of photography, our DP, or as they know him in Europe, DOP, Maximilian Schmiggy. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, I'm so glad to have everybody here. We're going to do a live audio commentary for I'll Be Your Baby Tonight. Before we start, where does that title come from? A lot of people are trying to figure out who's the baby, who is a... All our episodes are named after Bob Dylan songs, so this seemed particularly applicable to this episode. So anyway, get ready. Get, get ready to press your remote control on your VCR, your Betamax, your LaserDisc player, your, your DVR, your, uh, <laughs> your CW app, because we're about to watch episode 111, I'll Be Your Baby Tonight, directed by Bria Grant. So these, these, man, these recaps are always mandatory, uh, but I think if you haven't been watching the show, the recap isn't really going to help you. <laughs> I always Who decides who puts what in the recap? Do y'all decide that, or does the network decide? Well, the editors put them together, and then the network gives notes on the recaps. Well, okay, okay. And then yeah. we do a final version of like what everybody thinks is We've important. We've had note sessions on the recaps quite long. Yeah, that okay. last longer than the notes Which on the episode. Which is like, you know, it's their channel, and they want to get their audience attuned to what they're going to see next. Yeah, yeah, that totally. makes sense. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, you know, they don't want to lose a viewer because they're confused as to what's going on. Because, you know, our audience has grown throughout the course of the season, so I guess people are coming to it, or they're watching it on the app and then seeing it. Now, this right. is, uh, we spent many a day here, Max, didn't we, in the quad? Yeah, the military academy in Sofia. And that statue is something we put in uh, that was created uh, in, for the pilot, and it just plugs into this broken down, I guess, fountain or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. This yeah, there's nothing there normally. Great. There, there's completely. It's completely empty. Because I remember yeah. the first I went and scouted and looked here, and I was like, mm -hmm. "There's going to be a statue here," and everyone was like, "Yeah, there will be a statue yeah. on the yeah. day." <laughs> it's one of the better props on the show. This works out really yeah. well. For one us. of the better props on the show, and the, it and the quad is itself is sort yeah. of it's hard without the without the statue. The, the geography of it, you mm -hmm. kind of shoot in any different direction. I remember right? when we first saw it too, because you know it was described in the pile as like this marble statue. And they said, oh, well, we're, I forget how they said they were making it. We were really worried what it was going to look like. And we both breathed, us and as Steve Hughes, who directed the pilot, a, 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 a sigh of relief when we saw it because we thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. It's super cool. I love them in this scene, by the way. And as a director coming in, you're always like, okay, I'm going to give you some like weird physical comedy. And I wanted like I wanted Ben to push through and be yeah. kind of awkward. And it was like, oh, he's a comedic actor. Like it was yeah. like such a nice. This was Steve and I were talking. It was the second scene we shot of the episode. Right. And it was my first scene with them. And I was like, okay. Oh, actually, it's my second scene with Ben because mm -hmm. we shot his other scene later. But um, but it was like just getting to see them do this like funny bit at the beginning was like, oh, this is going to be yeah. such. And a they're nice great. Episode. They're both such technical actors. Mm -hmm. Like you can really do fun 
and stuff. Well, Ben can them. do anything, and that's what we discovered. You know, we talk about how the scripts evolve when you once you cast the actors. Oh yeah. And we realized, you know, he could do stunts. He could do. He's a gymnastic guy. Oh yeah. He, um, he's a brilliant actor. I mean, he's so mm-hmm. talented. Yeah, he was yeah. telling us he knew parkour and he knew stuff like that. We thought, well, we'll see. You know, an actor could tell you they right, know like, certain yeah, things. Right. Like we'll see. And <laughs> Special he's like, skills. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When it came I to the physical language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out, he can because he did the entire fight seat like, like right. fight sequence later in the. In oh, the show. it's so great! And yeah. we just kept giving him more and more uh, stuff to do as the season went on, and more and more fights because we call him the hot Spock. You know? <laughs> he is sort of the hot Spock. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. And this then, so this location is also amazing. It's also, also at the military and academy. it's also at the military academy. It's right. It's uh, you can't tell, but it's like just right upstairs from that where we shot that stuff mm-hmm. on the quad. But it's such a beautiful location to shoot in. Very historic so room. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred something years old, and it's the original yeah. office of the original commandant or, or of the military academy with the, the original floors. wooden floors. Yeah, unfortunately, which, uh, <laughs> were quite a sound issue throughout the entire series. Yeah, and, uh, so, a lot of squeaking. I was warned when I went in there. Everyone was like, "Just don't have a ton of walking." <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah, that's why they see they're like, they, "You tell them hold this position for a while because we can't have you <laughs> walking around." Don't walk shimmy. Talk. <laughs> so, it's too hard to walk. Talk you can squeeze her, but don't move around. Yeah, yeah, no steady cam, too impossible. We actually put the jib in there a couple of times, so we wouldn't have to do like dolly moves, yeah. steady cam moves. Yeah, we did that. We legitimately did the camera at the end of this episode. Actually, yeah. mm-hmm. we had the jib, which was nice, which was great. I don't want that scene to go by without saying how great Tamina is. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, now this is uh, the first time we see her with the haircut. We intentionally wrote this into the episode uh, because when um, Benita showed up. Uh, she had long hair with, with hair extensions, and uh, she looked great, and she said, normally I have the short hair, and we said, no, keep the hair extensions, but we always knew at some point we wanted to cut her hair and give her a different look, and this seemed like a good episode to do it, and, and she looks great. I, I We always get comments about, oh my God, I love the new hair on uh, on Benita. Yeah, she looks, yeah. Really, she looks really nice. She can do either, I mean... I think she can pull off anything. She auditioned with hair like this. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And as a side note, we switched our cameras later on in the show, so there's a slightly different look, starting with the 10th episode. And Is that right? Yeah. yeah. These yeah. are the new Red Gemini cameras that we're using, and I, I love it. I think everybody looks so much better now with these cameras. They always look great, but there's something else that added to this. It has a crispiness and sharpness, and the skin tones look really nice on them. Like now, if the you look at these that's frames, more, uh, that, that makes it more able to capture it. Mm-hmm. Image capture yeah. is so much better. And Same old. Really scripts, though, great. unfortunately. <laughs> same old scripts. So a new camera, a new hair, but same old <laughs> Well, you scripts. want to talk about that, Steve? I mean, this is a, a really weird in that uh, we had a writer who was going to do this episode. They fell out at the last second. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it was for good reason. It wasn't a family emergency. They actually had two pilots that went, and it was... Uh, Too much know, work. They just they, they couldn't they couldn't do it and it was uh, there was an abundance of riches for them so we sort of got saddled with like oh my god we need a script and we need it soon um, so I was working on number twelve and some other previous ones so we yeah, teamed up on 13, this one and, yeah so we teamed up on this one and you know we did put together pretty quickly. And well, we knew what we wanted. There was a lot of moments in this script that we knew we needed to have. Yes, you know. Yes, that's true. So we had to hit a lot of stuff in here, and it just came together really well. I thought. I mean, even on the board in the writers' room, uh, we had one card for this episode: space prom. <laughs> yeah, we knew this was the most CW <laughs> episode. You know, it was yeah. kind of Buffy the prom meets you know every episode of every yeah. CW show ever. Spoiler alert: Xander and Jax were supposed to have their first kiss. In this episode, mm-hmm. was number eight episode, there was sort of a fake kiss right, on the right. spring break. So this was the real moment of the kiss. Yeah, yeah. That was always in there. Well, it, I mean, I, I love the script. I think it's really well written, guys. 
I like it. Well, thank you. And it's really well directed. See, the Mutual Admiration Society continues. <laughs> this scene in particular is very good. We, we kept it long. I mean, there was versions that could have been shorter for this scene, but it plays the best at full length. I, I'll tell you where this scene kind of came from. In 8, we had a really brutal day it, it, it was shooting with Ben Cross out in a quarry for Tiagra, and it was really hot and really miserable, and it was a long day, and we all wanted to kill mm -hmm. ourselves, and we were all sweating. And But the one thing that shined through, even in the, uh, through our misery, was the chemistry between uh, Oliver and Ben as these mm. two characters. They mm -hmm. were like Butch and Sundance. Even in the pilot, when Ben saves his life in the cave, there's this little look he throws him. And we knew there's like magic between these two guys, but they've been rivals the whole show, but this was a mm -hmm. chance to finally put them in a scene together, and they're just magical together. It's like, I know people are shipping them online. I forget what they're calling them, <laughs> but... Uh, oh, I need to know what it is, and so I need to know. <laughs> what is it, Zaylin? Zaylin, I think? Oh, you know what? I went and looked at what people were saying, and actually think I saw this and didn't understand what it was. So yeah, that makes sense, Zaylin. <laughs> and, and we just, you know, we love this scene. It's, you know, it's very talky, and uh, but it, it, it's like the two of them together are just so charismatic and so interesting and so adult. This conversation yeah. and they haven't had a lot of one-on-one -on -one scenes together. And this is coming off of Varium, you know, one ten where Raylan goes on trial and it's a lot of Xander's fault. So yeah. this is a big moment. It's not just about Jax; it's about everything that's led up to this scene. This was a good location to film it at our uh, Black Hole Lounge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I, 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 they are so both so easy. Like. Easy on the eyes, easy to work with. They're just so lovely. Yes. And like just having them do this, I, I will say like I would love to be like, I did so great. They did they came and already had this all ready to go. They're so good at their jobs and already prepped and ready. I was so happy with the way it turned out. You know, out. in other shows we worked on, as, we, as Steve can attest, you don't love necessarily everyone you work with uh, in front of the camera. <laughs> but on this show, it's just like these, it, it was such a joy to come to work. People like mm -hmm. Oliver and Ben and Priscilla. I mean, they're just so wonderful and they're so happy to be there yeah. and and just do their jobs and be you know do the show yeah, i'm not sure what ben cast. looks like outside of his makeup i mean i'm so used to seeing him <laughs> i, I had full long conversations with him wearing his contact lenses yeah. in and everything i'm like I, what it's percentage like, have i've seen him, him out of with makeup. his makeup with all his contact lenses on i'm like oh i don't recognize him yeah. <laughs> and here's uh, noah huntley who also is a great find oh, for this role yeah, this had originally been written this role was supposed to be like Professor Kingsfield in The Paper Chase, and it was going to be a much older oh, guy. Oh, wow, really? And we were looking for a much older guy, and then Noah auditioned, and we're like, oh, my God, he's great. And it, we reconceived the entire character to sort of be younger and sort of hipper. And, and These two guys became really good friends throughout the show. Really good friends. traveled to Europe together, and it was a great, they nice to see them. They inviting me to go with them. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> doing, like, doing road, road trips. And I'm like, we work every day. You guys, like, have time. days off. <laughs> When am I supposed to do that? <laughs> you have days and days off. I have no days off. I actually, um, at one point, complimented uh, Noah's outfit, his his vest, and he was like, oh, this is what I wear. This is, like, the go-to uniform <laughs> for this character, which I think is really, it's, like, a great both future but, like, masculine look that I really appreciate. Well, I, I think our costume designer was really good and, uh, you know, with limited resources, too, and very imaginative and really invested in the show, and, you know, part of it is we, we wanted a sci-fi show that didn't feel completely alien to viewers, you know? Sometimes when you're 300 years in the future, everything's super futuristic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we wanted it to feel like 
in reality, particularly in Europe, because the show is supposed to take place in Geneva, that you know some things were built last year and some things were built 200 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we wanted that with this. They're not going to just tear down everything and build super modern buildings. And so even with fashion, we wanted to be more grounded and more real than everybody wearing you know neon glowing outfits or uniforms everywhere. Right, and I don't know what it is about the future that people are like, we're all going to be wearing neon. Like, that is not a, it's not a future I'm excited or about. Plastic bags. <laughs> yeah, are always wearing uniforms, and you very rarely see them casual. Yeah. And I just, I find it much more easily accessible. We wanted this, particularly on The CW, to be a show that was a gateway drug for people who didn't necessarily, weren't sci-fi fans, mm. that they, they, they would watch a sci-fi show and it would feel like... Um, you know, just any other drama just happens to play, take place 200, 300 years in the future. 200. Also, in this one, I think we, we you know, Xander's resigning here and yeah. by giving away the gun. Like, he didn't have, like, a, I think in the script or something, it was, like, a pin or something he was, like, giving back. But yeah. somehow we figured out that this is his way Oh, of, this is so much better. Yeah. yeah it's more impactful. It's, it's like, I'm not going to do your job, and, you know, because the gun he keeps at the house. And so. that's all Oliver, him, like, putting it on the ch his chest. I was like, oh, that's great. That perfect. That oh, here, another soul. great duo. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's talk about the let's pay homage to the great Amy McPherson. Yes, please. I am so you know, if nothing else, I am so proud of the job that Steve and I and Tom and our casting directors did on casting the show. Because not only is our uh, most of our regular cast fantastic, but our supporting cast is superb. Mm -hmm. um, we just kept adding character, and then we didn't want to let him go. Amy was supposed to come in one ten and be gone. But Mato was such a great character. Yeah. Yeah. We kept writing for her again and again and again. Yeah. And we love her. Yeah. She's great. She kept, she's going back and forth to London, too. And she, I remember after she finished yeah. this one, she's like knocked on my door because her door's across the hall of me. And she said, Steve, I, am I coming back next episode? And I'll see you at my computer and I go, Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm writing you actually right now. And she was, didn't, I don't think she, she didn't and, know. And I can add to that story yeah. because then she was filming 112. And I remember she was in front of a green screen, piloting a ship, looking in this green screen stage. And I walked by her and I say, what are you doing next week? You got plans? She goes, no. I said, I'm going to write you into 113. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yay. <laughs> she was great. To, I mean, what a score at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah you know. she's great. And she's so, so lovely to work with. Yeah. Funny she's thing about that last know. scene is I put in this a scene that was written in number three about the uh, Raylan's roommate who moved out a long time yes. ago. And the, this, the Bulgarian crew took the script very literally when I said the, that side of the room was vacant. They actually took out the bed and the shelving unit from the wall. Yeah. So it was just a, it was just a wall left there and it didn't really play that the roommate had moved out. So I was happily to be able to put that the moment back into the Literal interpretation show. of scripts is a continued problem. Because <laughs> I had a 113, I had the seeker drops his avuncular disposition written in the script. So they bring me this long tube that sparks and lights up like some torture device. Is this the avuncular disposition? <gasps> oh my and God. I'm like, no, it's an expression. It's when you're, you're, you're pretending to be friendly and then you turn mean. There's not like some... You know, torture that's very, device. That's very funny. <laughs> so they're very attentive to the script, which is great. They uh, are. Almost to a point. And they're you know, hardworking all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And very There's a few like, cultural like, challenges and differences and language barriers. But at the end of the day, like everybody worked so hard on the show. Yeah. We've had a lot of challenges. But they everybody always tried their best to make sure that... And yeah, absolutely, absolutely. People yeah. worked so hard, and it was brutal because yeah. we didn't have a, a, you know, we had a punishing schedule, and you know, the show didn't get picked up till February, so we were in production like right away. There was no prep time. It was really challenging. This is uh, Tina Cassiani, who we love. Steve and I had worked with before, and we cast her as this sort of femme fatale in 105. She's another one who earned her way back on the show. She was so good in 105 that we're like, we have to bring her back. 
And we didn't know how we were going to bring her back, but then she becomes a really big part at the end of the season. Yeah, she's awesome. Speaking of the Bulgarian crew, this room, I was like, can we make this look like Indiana Jones? Like, can we do, like, can we have, like, all these artifacts and things like that? And they were kind of like, oh, we don't know. And literally 24 hours later, that room had totally transformed. Mm -hmm. I was so impressed. The production design team is amazing yeah, there. I love them. four walls, and then, yeah. And totally. then they just completely transformed it. Max was like, can we get the lights? Can we do purple? And, like, did this whole thing, and they, within, like, a day, had this this. <laughs> that was amazing. when I had just arrived back That's in right. Bulgaria, and I was exhausted, I was jet-lagged, and I came in, and you were filming that scene, and I looked, and I'm like, this is really cool. <laughs> yeah. And then I turned around and went home to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, it is a brutal trip to Bulgaria. It is uh, very tough. Steve's? It's... There's the infamous decorations, decorations table. Decorations table, uh-huh, yes. uh-huh. <laughs> this was, so was the, one of the few visual effects shots in the show right here on the yeah, left. this is a very light visual <laughs> effects episode. Yeah, yeah, which was good, because it's not, it's definitely not my forte. Although, I will say, like, the people in charge of your visual effects are also amazing. And yeah, Crafty nice. Apes is fantastic. Yeah, it was nice to have people, like, on the set the whole time, like, ready to, like, help me out with all the visual effects. Because you, Chris Ledoux was there to direct his episode when you were finishing this. Yes, but yeah. he was mostly in prep for his episode, so <laughs> yeah. all my questions <laughs> him or he was very nice to me and he was there for like one day but for the most part yeah he was working on his own stuff this story with Atria Mark I don't know if it was in the outline or earlier that she's disturbed no, by the this, gala it's really good ri- this was yeah. riffy this was not in the outline we just yeah. added it really works we that, it's emotional that, that's, that B story yeah, really good. and Michelle's very, I mean, she's amazing. I actually am a fan of sort of thinner outlines because I find a lot of stuff when I'm writing, and, like, this was one of those things where it just came out in the writing process. You know, it's so sometimes it's challenging to try and just put everything in the outline because, you know, there's that cliche of letting the character speak to you. I'm a big believer in kind of that, and so... Um, yeah, this, this whole thing, it was definitely... Yeah, this scene, I, you called, I was writing number 12, and you're like, Steve, come down, You need, I need to... They were supposed to, like, do something with their hands. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, them kind of, like, making out in yeah. a Zatarian way. But you're like, is that okay? I'm like, it's really good. Okay, that's yeah. What it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. something in the script about them touching. Yeah, you know, from so. a production point of view, people say, why, why is this happening in the Black Hole Lounge in the bar? Why are they having this secret of conversation? It's a reality of production. Yeah. You know, this is a, 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 a the last smaller show before we blow out the doors in 12 and 13, which are huge. So it's like you're limited. You have to use your standing sets, and we only have so many standing sets. We hated the door room. So it's like yeah. you're in the back hole lounge. Where's Mata staying? Like, I don't know. You know? We're <laughs> I just love staying that on they're campus. We don't know. Though in a public yeah. place, and that makes it very like for him. For him, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then Jax walks in, and it's this whole. You know, I I liked that it created more tension for totally. this moment. I think it was a great yeah. place for Jack's it. Jack's reaction is funny when she walks in. She's very funny. And we actually had a few takes where she was more serious, and it was like, uh, that. I just think that one was really, really funny. Can we address, by the way, the makeup and about how long it takes to oh, put yeah, on that makeup? Because bless them who are in. <laughs> I mean, it takes about an hour. They got faster with, with Raylan's, right? Yeah, with, with Raylan's Raylan makeup. Mata's, yeah. mm-hmm. Raylan and Mata's makeup is like a, you have to like calculate it into your day. Yes. And knowing you can't really start with them most days is like something. Yeah, but I, I think I love the Soterian makeup. I, I do remember too. the begin, beginning of the show when we do makeup tests oh and like. <laughs> that know. was crazy. We had no idea what a Soterian would look like. And we did a, I mean, we came up with the look in about a day and a half. Boyka, who was our makeup artist on that, was phenomenal. And we're like, Max, me, and Steve Hughes are saying, more more spots, more of this. Yeah. Okay, and this is what you do with the hair. Yeah, oh, and the color, purple. we don't, add some color. <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay, I think we got it. And then he went and shot a makeup test, and it looked great on camera. And it was like, it was the most accelerated 
but happy mm-hmm. process. I mean, a lot of things came together uh, very quickly, but we got very lucky how well it turned out. I mean, on Star Trek, they have you know probably spent tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars doing concept designs, you know, shooting multiple iterations. I mean, this all came together probably in a day and a half. You know, how was it written in the original pilot? Was it just he looks like an alien? Uh, it was very yeah. It was pretty just much like the that, alien, yeah. Zatarian. He's Zatarian. Know. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It, and also, you get lucky with the actors because I don't think everyone like I think if Oliver was a Zatarian, he wouldn't. He, I don't know if he would look well, we good. Did cast, like those, we those wanted two certain look, bone yeah. structure. Yeah, and we also knew well. we didn't want to cover him up too much because he needed to be a love interest, so he wasn't going to wear a full prosthetic. Yeah, that it, it needed to be something where clearly he was alien, but he still was handsome. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, his vision is limited with the contacts, and it's pretty amazing that he yeah. does the fighting and sequences and stuff with. And hits his marks with. I love vision. this that you found. This is such a great. This great is also spot. outside the military academy. Yeah. I remember when you called Thanks me. Thanks, my at AD. All. My AD was like, <laughs> it was like, you have to go see this one spot because we were gonna just shoot it in the woods. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And then, and then at some point we walked. He was like, "Come see this," and it's like this gorgeous amphitheater that I thought was so oh, nice. Oh, Nikki gave you a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> Nikki gave me a good idea. Cool. <laughs> he was like, he's like, "What do you think?" And I was like, and then I showed it to Max, and Max really was like, "Oh yeah, we can totally do this." And I loved this. Sort of like Romeo yeah. and Juliet. Like oh, it's she's great. up above, he's down to below. I, when I saw Dailies, I love this, and okay. especially because you had called me and said we want to shoot this gazebo, and I said no, we shot that on 107. Yeah, that's right. And what about this? No, we shot that on 108. Yeah. And it was, what about this? And it's like, ah, it's like, well, where should I shoot it? Find something. Uh, you know, we had to look at all the grounds, and this was sort of hidden. Yeah. It was also yeah. perfect time of day to film right there. It yeah. was. It was right before lunch. I remember we were finishing it before. Oh, yeah, we were trying to finish for lunch. Yeah, it was like a, we were yeah. very stressed, but yeah. we got through it. Yeah. yeah. Can I say how much I hate this room? But um, <laughs> I, I hate the set, but but Max uh, really you know elevated it with uh, his his lighting to Last make it less egregious. Last episode, especially the court episode, it does look oh, like it's a great in 112. It's great in 110. Yeah. Yeah. It's great in 112. It's, I it's like a that complicated Jack's set to shoot. It has very strange angles, and it's hard to get up on the seats. It's like, there's loud, a lot of right. loud to climb up on the seats. There would probably be lawsuits in the future based on those seats. Yeah. There's no easy way to exit down. the event of yeah. a fire yeah, exactly. or an attack by Leonie Vok. Um, but, what? you know... It's from the beginning of the show because they built the set before we were able to put any lighting up. So they had the set ready, and then I had to come in later on to add lighting to it. So it, it had a few more challenges than some of this the other This is the set. last big set they built. And by then we were in production. And this is one where we really didn't see production design. And then we didn't approve paint swatches. So it was, it was nothing like I wanted. Mm. It was supposed and to be white, right? What? It was supposed to be white, but it, what color? It was supposed to be white, and it was coffee, and I'm like, that's not white. Coffee. They say, yes, it is. I said, no, that's not white. It's off white. <laughs> well, no, it's white. coffee. <laughs> it's definitely not white. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not a white. And, and Max used the, the Astero lights very smartly to give it this kind of futuristic kind of glow. But this yeah. is, I, you know, we wanted to build a classroom, but this was not. And plus, it was so big that you needed so many extras. There's just so many things wrong with this. Yeah. Um, we were gonna blow. Steve and I kept talking about blowing it up in 112, 113. We never got to blow it up. I had the scene where it was funny. gonna get destroyed in 12, but we never really got there. So, but That's we we used funny. it out. It was fine. So, yeah. And I, this is another scene where it's like because you have one of the smaller episodes, it's not like we're gonna create a new set or put right. them. You know, it had it's to about be the one of our standing and the sets, and it wasn't gonna be the dorm room, and we, it, we couldn't do another black hole scene, and this scene wouldn't have worked in the black hole. So you slowly, you're, you can't be on a spaceship. You're running out of sets to do it on, so it had to be the classroom. I, I think it really worked, though. Again, this is just about the actors talking, and I, I remember when Max and I were setting, and we were like, we should just keep it still, 
do their close-ups and like let them do their magic because they have such great chemistry and we knew Rochelle she just like plays so strongly in the scene and like Benita you can really tell is like it's just like a lovely moment I agree I I think the execution is great I think you did a great job you know the the bigness of the room works really well for the intimacy of the scene them sort of being you know sort of alone in there Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course the sound mix um, by uh, Mike uh, who did such a great job um, over here, you know, Private Island, um, where you can sort of hear when she's confessing to what happened, and we pulled some dialogue and recorded some dialogue with the seeker and created this whole yeah. thing, which we could never see, but right, like you ha- hear the haunted it, voices. And yeah. So, yeah so and it, I think well. it's really haunting. Yeah, Thomas has been on his own show for a few episodes. He hasn't seen the main, <laughs> he hasn't, he hasn't seen the main cast since number eight. Yeah, he's on Buck Rogers while so we're shooting like, you guys We want to do a, the, the Phantom Cut, where it's just his scenes in outer space and everything he goes mm. through. But it's a, it's a fun, like, B-story runner. We knew stuff. we were pushing this into Buck Rogers' territory, but we were consciously doing that. We want, you know, we knew that the show was going really dark in a lot of places, so we wanted to sort of make this more fun. And... <laughs> I'll, I'll confess, we were kind of leading up to this big thing with his dad, and then his dad wasn't available to shoot the finale. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. This is news for me. That yeah. was the whole thing. It's all about you, you know up. Richard Blackwood, who's played his father, we loved in number five. And he, he loved doing the show. He's going to go oh. save his dad. And Richard was, we had it, we were going to do it, and Richard was doing a play at the... Well, the... he had already committed to saying to us, I totally will do the finale. I'm so, I'd love to do it. I had a great the, time on the show. He was doing a play at the Fringe Fest. And we thought, well, get your understudy. Get your understudy. And he goes, it's a one-man play. <laughs> he had no understudy. And it got five stars. I can't leave. But I love you guys. So yeah. we couldn't, we will see in 12 and 13, we yeah, couldn't yeah. go to where we wanted to go, uh, which is the big team up and rescue. Oh, the father, whole thing you know? was rescuing him, and yeah. it was going to be the wild bunch, and we had all but this stuff. He still has a great ending, because he goes back to see everybody. So it's, it worked out in the end. But the idea was leading yeah. wow. up to rescuing his father from tyranny. It was wow. definitely one of those production curveballs that yeah. you uh, yeah that's why you know the, the later scene when he's having the vision yeah yeah dad. yeah 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 wow I had no idea that's such amazing <laughs> yeah. news for me <laughs> it was amazing news for us in a totally different yeah. way but we and we you know a lot of the guest cast you know they're coming from out of out of town out of the country and like yeah. we were lucky to be able to schedule everyone in Richard was the only All one the guest cast is I know I country. know this guy plays Dr. Markham I don't know what his name is but we kept calling him Balash because he looks like Paul Freeman in Raiders of the Lost Ark oh my god Tersic Hackshaw who directed 108 started that he's a local where we call guy. him Balash because Belloc Paul, you know, it was Belloc and at one point uh, you know Sala says they call him Balash, so we call him Balash. <laughs> That's very funny. I love I love these two together. As oh, well. me too. Tamina and Isabel are so great. And you killed me when I mean because I wrote in the script that she's wearing morning attire. <laughs> yeah. But when I saw the dailies, I laughed out loud. I, you know, I went back and forth too because they originally had a veil on her, but I thought it was too much. And then they gave me this, and I was like, you know what? It's like just like for me, it feels like. Like morning, but also like slightly futuristic in a way that it's like sort of off and like slightly steampunk, which yeah, I feel like yeah, she sort yeah, of leans yeah. into. So I was like, I'm I'm down. Like I'm down. Let's do this weird moment yeah. of like like this is. I thankfully they interpreted as morning m o u r n i n g not <laughs> not in the early morning. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We, we got to talk about Las Venus. Okay, there's oh, so yes. much to talk about. There's here. so much. Where to begin? <laughs> the cards. How about the cards? Wait, remember this the, is a repurposed from cards? Uh, the stages. Yeah, well, yes. this is a repurposed from the National Lottery in Bulgaria yes. that we dressed as a casino. But I have to say, you hear these voices. One of the voices says, 
What does he say? He says, uh, um, this, guy's he's, this guy is toxic. <laughs> and guess what? That is a response to the online criticism because people have wondered, uh, uh, you know, of him being a toxic Thomas. <gasps> really? And, and, and yeah, and, and so he goes, this guy is toxic. Oh, I should have never left Las Vegas. <laughs> Las Vegas was a throwaway oh, joke. name for a we place. Never we never thought we'd go here. stay in the script in number five, I think it was. So and here we are. Then we could only shoot in one direction mostly here. We couldn't shoot there. Two stage. directions. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple yeah, things we, we couldn't film in here. There's a couple would, rules. Because you would see right the set door. from the lottery in mm -hmm. certain angles, so we couldn't film yeah. that way. Yeah. So when we went in, we were like, okay, we can shoot these directions. But they mm. had all these cool lights back there we yeah. knew we could use. Worked which really was perfect. And then lights it, in the background. So yeah, like, exactly. Bree and, and I knew a lot about gambling. And, and we have we, to give we, a, a shout out sell this scene. to our line producer, Sufo, who yeah. made this happen. Yeah. Uh, Sufo was such a supporter of the show. So much of, of, of the things he made happen. You know, so grateful to Sufo for everything that, that he, he did. did. I mean, yeah. a lot of times line producers, your adversary. He was such an ally and we could have never finished the show and... Uh, with, without his help, so I doubt he's listening. But yeah. <laughs> he, he, found, he found the uh, the jail cell in one ten. Yeah, yeah, it was his idea. It was like an amazing set. Yeah. Match, oh, and the Las Vegas set also the lights kind of match your scheme. The lights that were actually yeah, on that we stage. Yeah, we used some of the existing lighting, and then I added on top of it. So it, it really worked out. So super I wanted. Well. I wish we'd done more there. I'd like to do more there. It, it was super fun. I will say that it was the uh, problem of the. There was a language barrier with the with the background, and so there was a lot. There's so many no takes way. where they're not. Yeah. <laughs> the reactions we put in lines for them. Yeah, well, you which know. was good because there was so many like takes where we're like, no, they need to be angry, and then we shoot again. And we're like, no, angry or they're angry. They're surprised. <laughs> so, like there was like a lot of. Miscommunication. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah, seemed yeah. like I, at I some point, that. Max looked at me and he was like, "I can tell you're stressed." And I was like, I "Just, yeah. I just need this one reaction, and then we can move on." Extras That's one of the so big effect shots of the sh is the Las Venus asteroid too. Yeah, mm -hmm. Crafty did a Shout great out job. To Crafty for and that. we yeah. told Venus at the last second when we were mixing, we said we want you to add. You know how in Vegas they have the cowboy, the hitchhiking cowboy. Mm -hmm. Let's get. He said, "Let's add a neon hitchhiking astronaut." Yeah, and I loved it. Chris Ledoux is such a. Um, Huge uh, gambler. He loves Vegas and gambling and spent, did a lot of gambling in Bulgaria. He's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. And he just didn't have time because of 112. But he uh, he loved that idea. Yeah. So uh, next season. Next I love I love the exterior. I thought it ended up being really good. I mm. thought I, I was like, oh, that's what it looks like. Because you're shooting <laughs> these things and you're like, I have no idea what the exterior is. Yeah. But, I, but you know, you, but you're going to do something on the inside regardless. Right, right. Even <laughs> with some of the other VFX elements, like we wouldn't know what it eventually would look like. Be yeah. like, let's shoot this angle. I think uh, Chris can do something really cool. Yeah, with yeah, it. yeah. And, <laughs> a lot of guessing. and I have to tell you, we were on such a compressed schedule. You say you didn't get to see. There are times where Steve and I didn't get to see until it was on TV, right. or until it was literally we got our the the, the, the cut that went to the satellite. You know, here's a stairwell. Here's a location we couldn't wait to use. I was so excited. Well, this was Mark's idea. Yeah. Like this is we because this ball was written, and I they were like, oh, there's a stairwell. He really wants you to use. And so we looked at various locations, and finally we realized this was the stairwell because you were not in Bulgaria yet yeah, at that yeah, time. Yeah. And I think um, you described it as the atrium room, which was not. It's more of the stained glass stairwell. But which, I, I, when we when I first scouted in Bulgaria in, in last February, I mean, this was when we went to Sofia University, where this is. This was the first thing I walked into, and I said, "Oh, we're using this. You know, we're using this. I don't know when. I I, pre I think I knew we we're going to use it for the prom, but I, I, I at that point even. But yeah, I know. I was like, no, no, it's this big open room, and I think everyone was hearing me because. They, we shot the laser room in 105 here. This is the and laser room. I'm like, I don't care. Right. But I you, know, would you, never, you would never know. You would never be able to years. tell. 
Um, yeah. Just based on all of, I mean, they did an amazing job with the production design and the way Max led it. Yeah. I feel like it oh, looks you like guys, it looks and awesome. you did this in a day. And this it's was amazing. a huge yeah, this day. Did this in a day. I think less than a day. It took us forever in the beginning to set up and get going. We were, I thought really there's no chance at the so beginning. We started late. And we Shutting. got we got everything. We and didn't compromise. We didn't miss nope. anything. We got nope. everything. Nope. Didn't rush. And and they also like shout out to like hair and makeup and and all the costumes. Like they did all of the all the they dressed all of the extras. They did an amazing job on the main yeah. cast. Like yeah. they did all of the hair and makeup totally. like that day and figured it all out that day. it was so. Also, amazing. if you guys remember, it rained huge the night yes. before, massive, and there was giant puddles like huge. in the parking lot, mm-hmm. and the crew put like wood planks mm. over the puddles to get all the equipment in so That's we could right. start in the morning like they found a way to get it done like there was there's a lot of stuff everything in there they had to move in so yeah, they, they had to do yeah. it in those in the rain so this is the one time too I snapped at wardrobe around us they came, they, they came to me and you know Priscilla has such good taste and a lot of times she flags stuff that isn't great for her character and says you know hey maybe this and, and she's almost always right and I usually mm-hmm. always take her side because I agree with her and I remember when I picked that dress and I, I and, and you had seen it loved it and they said well we gotta check and see if she likes it I said, I don't care. That's what she's wearing. Right. You know? <laughs> and, and I mean, it was she like. so because, amazing. You know, looks... it's just, it's so perfect. And it was, we wanted something that was more elegant and that looked different than what she would normally wear on the show. And it's just beautiful. And she looks so old Hollywood to me in a way that I think she actually, like, as a person looks very old Hollywood to me. Like, she looks like she yes. could be a 1930s, 40s, like, I completely agree. star. And, like. So when I see, saw her in that dress, I was like, oh, my God. And then they did the red lip. It was like, ugh. That was one of the reasons in 113, which you haven't seen yet, um, that, you know, I did this 50s. I would have rather done 40s, but I fit 50s was more appropriate for CW. This kind of 50s throwback. And she just looks amazing. And it was so good in that, um, you know, because, yeah, it's like she stepped out of, uh, stepped, you know, like, Back to the Future, like she stepped out. The live of music machine. was great too. The musicians they found. Oh. I think it was like the crew. It was like relaxing. Like it was it a real was. Nice. They, so those actually, those, it kind of made the day go playing. by better. They're yeah. actually playing. They yeah. actually played, played the this beginning. Song. We yeah. wrote that in the script. There's a string quartet. I never. I didn't know if they just have extras, you know, faking it. No, but they you got, actually like, had. We had actually no, I know. And it was players. I thought it was like very. It kept the pace going. But you know, it was great. It was a great cue for our composers because all the string music was written and recorded with the live strings by Penka. Uh, who uh, are, are we have two composers, Joe Kramer and Penka, and Penka is actually Bulgarian, but that's not why she was hired. She she's lived here for twenty years or twenty five more than that. Uh, it just so happens she happens to be Bulgarian. She 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 had written, uh, she's done a lot of movies and a lot of video games, and this was a big break for TV, and she just killed it. Yeah, I mean, awesome. she did such a great job with this episode, and then she does a space battle in one twelve that is phenomenal. I'm so happy we used her. Um, she's just great. That's great. I actually am friends with her husband. So like it was really strange. He reached out to me. He's like, "You're not gonna believe this, but she, my wife, has been is scoring your episode." Oh my it's god, really that is so funny. You know Dan Schweiger? Yes. Oh yes. god, yeah. Dan Schweiger? Yeah, yeah. My wife is scoring <laughs> your episode. <laughs> um, by the way, I, I'm sure people know this, but this is the same dorm room every time. Yes. Like, and I think when you're watching shows like this, you, shows you may not realize that but it's the same and it's just lit differently and it has different decor but like it is the same so when we're shooting in here all the th- scenes you see are shot on like the same yeah, day it's, just, it's the same location. I will tell you a funny story about this dorm room please okay so on the pilot it was very sparsely decorated and everybody was really worried about money and everybody didn't know each other that well and there was a lot of concerns about you know that the show would end up looking cheap and so Max and me and oh, Steve God. Hughes the director <laughs> went to Bulgarian Ikea and went and bought a ton of shit at Ikea to put use a set yeah. deck for the rooms. 
because that's it was, amazing. Yeah, yes. we we needed stuff, and clearly at that point, not everybody knew each other. It was kind of weird, and it just <laughs> we, we had real concerns that it was going to be a disaster. And we went to IKEA and we mm-hmm. bought a shitload of. I got a lot of a lot of points on that one. That's a, uh, <laughs> a lot. Of, what the, so? What's the origin of the the dance fight here, dude? So um, so. The stunt coordinator, the Bulgarian stunt coordinator is incredible. Chifo, yeah. And I went to him and I was like, I think this is, there's a dance going on the whole time outside of this. And I think it's, they don't hate each other. I think there is like some romance and it is sort of a romantic thing. So if we can come up with something, I didn't want him like punching her. I didn't think it made sense. They're married. It doesn't fly for me. And I wanted it to be like a little bit romantic and a little bit, like, kind of hot. So he, he came up with this, and I was like, okay, let's shoot it. And then Max and I ended up shooting a bunch of it in slow motion, which I feel like really played. Yes. But I'm so happy with yeah, the way this yeah. turned uh, out. This is it's one of great. my favorite scenes yeah, in the whole show. Oh, I love Not it. Not in this episode, like, of all the episodes. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I love it. I think your instincts were 100 a hundred thousand percent correct. I think you can't have them fighting, fighting, punching. And the fact that it's kind of like... A fight, but it's also sexy yeah. and romantic, yeah. and it says more than all the dialogue we could have written that there is real love between the two. Yeah, because because yeah. we're about Great to see in a couple of, of couple of scenes, right? Yeah. And then they're gonna. He wants. He doesn't dislike her. He wants yeah. to be with her. It's really mm-hmm. torn, and I wanted to show that, like it's in the crazy. like. We wanted to feel more like a dance. Like, we were like watching yeah. the first uh, yes. take, and we were like, okay, let's change it more into dancing. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and next time I was like, this is so fun. I thought Devin Green, our editor on this episode. He cut it, re- even that first rough cut mm-hmm. wasn't completely there, but he, he nailed the idea and yeah. the music, yeah. and he really helped inform the music here because he started, he put some Wendy Carlos music from Clockwork Orange to show how the string quartet evolves the future music, and that was really helpful to our composers, Very and he did smart. a really good job, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and here's romance. This was always in the script. Well, it had happened in this episode. This was it. I mean, the network had been saying for weeks now that it was very important that in this episode they 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 kiss. And it's so funny because I, I Priscilla's the best, and Priscilla kept saying, "I want to be with Raylan. I'm Team Raylan." And it was like, you, and she'd say it in front of Oliver. It's like, and it was so funny because this was like on 108, and she's like, Raylan never lies to me. He's always honest. And I'm thinking to myself, and she's like, so I, I, I think this is this guy's like a weenie boy. I'm, I don't want to, I'm not Team Xander, I'm Team Raylan. And I'm just thinking, oh, just wait until 110 yeah. comes. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm a little torn. I'm a little Team Raylan, but I, I mean, I recognize Xander as like who she should be with, but I, I have like a soft spot for Raylan, for sure. Well, she yeah. shuts him down over and over again. I know. My mom, who loved this episode, is all Team Xander. Yeah. I actually, Oliver was in town, and I put my mom on the phone with him. <laughs> Didn't tell her who was calling, and uh, she was very thrilled. But I like, I mean, there are people who are Team Cordelia. There are people who are Team nice. Pilar. Nice. I mean, there's, so there's a lot of, um, you know, I mean, I definitely could see her being with a woman again, not Cordelia, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, by the way, Oliver in this completely sold me that he is just—he's James Bond. He looks like James Bond. He, he in that looks suit. like James Bond. We've is, been saying does he that not? Since I, the beginning of the season. Yeah, and when I saw him, I was like, "Oh gosh, you like this is like I see <laughs> I see your future acting career." Oh, no, I told Oliver this uh, at the very beginning of the show. I said, "You know, one day when you're walking down the red car- carpet, and they announce you know for your the premiere of your first James Bond movie is James Bond." I said, "Just." Wave to me. Just acknowledge that I gave you your big break, please. Like, don't ignore me. And uh, because I, 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 I think in ten years he could be James Bond. Yeah, I, sure. I totally agree. And just from a production standpoint, I want to say this day was very hard. It was super fun, but we shot everything in this room in yeah. one day, yes. which was 
This was the last a lot. And they the were last scene here. Was this? this was the last scene we shot, and they did an amazing job because we were in a hurry, and they had to like. I was like, okay, we're just gonna have to do this, and they're so great, and you cannot tell that they were rushed and having to no, like. Not at all. We and this hurry, is so sweet. End of the day, I, f- I felt like everything we got was really good. Yeah. Like, I don't think we made any compromises. No, that's and what I was saying earlier. No compromises. These scenes at yep. this location, right? Which and, is unlike most days. And this and uh, her makeup there, that actually was Rochelle's idea. These little buttons or whatever they were they were she brought that idea and so and they did that and i thought it looked really cool that had been something that the makeup artist uh, Relita Ross had wanted yeah. to This was the first scene shot. First scene shot. Yeah, this is the first scene we shot. This is the, my my Her ponytail scene. kept winging around. We had trouble with that pony. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it was on her shoulder. That ponytail. She should have little things See, in it's it on her shoulder could... there. Yeah. And then it's in the back. It was tough. She was she was aware of it. We were trying to do it. But... Yeah, she did, she 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 was aware of it and was good at yeah. controlling it when she needed to. I remember you're like, "Do we have to go shoot this at like 6 in the morning when the sun comes <laughs> out?" That was my <laughs> first question. They're not big on early call times early call times. There, no. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. No, we just shot it, and it looks like sunrise yeah. to me. Yeah, well, they color timed it too to yeah. give it that. But what acting wise, it's tough to go the for weather a scene changes last. so much in Bulgaria. Like you could, we would film some of these scenes, and then half an hour later, it would be overcast and start raining, and then yeah. an hour, hour later, the sun would come back again. So luckily, I didn't have too much outside, so that was. No, you had a lot. I mean, it's not a bottle show, but it's pretty small, this episode. Yeah. Um, But it was fun, because, I mean, I got to work with all the actors and got to do fun stuff with them. And they love you. I mean, God, everybody just had the greatest time working with you. It was super positive, which is nice, because it's late in the season, and people are tired (laughs) and afraid, and it was a good time for you to come in. It's a tough schedule. I mean, the crew had done movies probably like 30 days length, and this was an 80-something day, you know, production. It's like a 87... Shoot days. A lot of shoot Max days. remembers every one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 We're here with the Pandora historian. <laughs> and also tell you the one decent Mexican restaurant in Bulgaria. Taco <laughs> Teca. Shout out to Taco Teca. Right. They he told knows us all to Bulgarian go restaurants, on. Actually, I'd be like, where should I go tonight? And he, he would have a suggestion. Oh, I've been to every place. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> That's right. A lot of big moments here. Like they're leaving for Adar. This is a great Which, shot. By the way, this is Max and I, my favorite thing. <laughs> Shooting this shot right here. It's a here. great shot. It's oh, a great it. shot. It did take about eight. I think eight tries. Takes, yeah, yeah. We did about eight takes, but it was. We knew we could get it in one. You're trying to squeeze in the. This is a small set that to bring piece the jib. Of oh, yeah. yeah. We had this giant jib and yeah. this tiny and set. And we kept right. hitting stuff. And we kept <laughs> hitting stuff. And then, it, it, I, actually not using wheels, I'm using this joystick because that's what we had available. So trying to get the timing right on that was very yeah. difficult. But Martin is so handsome. And then we could just do this full body shot. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I just love it. Martin is one of the sweetest guys. I mean, he was always such a pleasure and always happy, never complained. Just a really nice guy. Yeah, he's, he yeah. Is, he's very nice. And then we did this, like, out, what you can't tell is right outside of this is all wood. Like, this was actually just the yeah. wooden yeah. outside yeah. of the, the set. It's <laughs> the yes, stage. It's, it's We're the also joking, you know, you'll watch this in 50 years and be like, yeah, check me out. Yeah, 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 I hope <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I had it. A lot of the challenges in the show was by looking at what the limitations were and then working around it and trying to make the best of it. Now, Luke Featherton is now uh, showing up as Ben Cross. He's now in the younger body. This is kind of our... CW thing. They didn't know we were doing it, but we kind of felt like we got the benefit of casting like an old classic actor, Ben Cross, who was amazing, mm-hmm. but we didn't know how much more mileage we could get out of him. And everybody loved Luke from 107, and we just thought it was a really good bind. Oh, this guard okay. is that's my voiceover, and it's terrible. Is that you? It's awful. It's yeah. awful. I didn't realize it was you. Yeah, well, the voice it was, yeah, I know. was terrible. I, they had some it. other bad voice, and I did a I, Good for, I didn't know. Wow. It's a bit Voice much on the job. Yeah. 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 I love this set so much. It looks so cool. Well, what this we did set this prison was my favorite set. 
you know, and it's futuristic and it's cool. And, you know, um, we very specific, you know, we talked to Brett a lot about what Pandora's box should be. And mm -hmm. I think they really nailed it. They did a great job building it. Um, and then, you know, the prison cell was on the set, which, mm -hmm. again, Sufo had suggested the glass prison, which is fantastic. Looks amazing. But yeah. we'd been wanting to use this hallway for a long time all season. Then we used it like crazy the last couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. And it's great. And, like, what an awesome reveal. Yeah, they, and they did a nice job with the special effects. Oh yeah, we gave them a we gave them a hard job because we yeah. were running very late. But Chris was sitting there and he was like, "I can do a head replacement." So there there was like there was a lot of ins and outs of yeah. that mm -hmm. trying to get that done at the end of the day, and uh, he did an amazing. Because nobody wanted to put Priscilla in the box. You it know, was going to take just... too much, and uh, yeah, it was just a lot. And you had to literally the AD Nikki had to like lift people into the box yeah, because it just, couldn't, you couldn't not, touch it. No. So there was like a lot of stuff happening there. So it, it worked it worked out well, and you you can't tell. So anyway. What a great episode. Thank you so much for directing an awesome episode. So Thank fun. you for shooting an awesome episode. And Steve, thanks for writing an awesome episode. And that voiceover. And and, oh, even knew? more so. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Yeah. Who knew? You might have not seen the end of it. Thanks Maybe for putting together career. a fantastic show. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. Great show. Oh, so the Low great Neutral episode. Admiration Society. Well, listen, we'll, we'll uh, see you uh, back here for episode 112, uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door. And uh, hopefully... Uh, We'll have more podcasts to record in the future. Lodogaria, <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great.